Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. Thank you so much for stopping by this week. And this week, we'll learn what it means to have peace through faith in Jesus Christ and how that faith will always bring us joy. My prayer is that you take something from it. Thanks again. Enjoy. So this week, we'll pick up in the book of Romans. In the book of Romans, Paul teaches us so much about what it truly means to follow Jesus. And he really hits on the idea that with God, we are never alone. So let's pray and we'll get started. Father, we come to you today. We pray that you would speak through me, that no one would hear my voice, that they would hear yours, that we would take something from this passage, and that we would grow in you and look for opportunities to be unashamed. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, Paul understands that in this world we will have troubles, that it will not be easy, that things won't always go that our way, that we'll mess up. Some of us more than others. You'll fail a test. You'll say things you aren't supposed to say. You'll get upset. You'll feel alone or overwhelmed, and you'll feel as though you're trapped in darkness with no way out. And some of that is true. You will mess up. Let's look at Romans 3, 9 through 20. It says, Well then, shall we conclude that we Jews are better than others? No, not at all, for we have already shown that all people, whether Jews or Gentiles, are under the power of sin. As the scriptures say, no one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise. No one is seeking God. All have turned away. All have become useless. No one does good, not a single one. Their talk is foul like the stench from an open grave. Their tongues are filled with lies. Snake venom drips from their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. They rush to commit murder. Destruction and misery always follow them. They don't know where to find peace. They have no fear of God at all. Obviously, the law applies to those whom it was given for its purpose was to keep people from having excuses and to show that the entire world is guilty before God. No one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. So no one is righteous, not even one. We are all equal at the foot of the cross. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, black or white or brown or blue or red or popular or not or quiet and reserved or loud and outgoing. None of these things factor in. We're all alike in our sin. We're all in need of a Savior. We all deserve death. Yes, even you and even me. We all deserve to be thrown into the depths of hell for all the sin that we've committed, even you and even me. And even more so, no one is truly wise, Paul says here. If you are under the power of sin, if you don't truly follow Jesus, even if you claim to, but don't live like it, we are all under the power of sin if you don't truly follow Jesus. Ephesians says that we were dead in our sin, actively serving the commander of the powers of the unseen world. The unseen world, spiritual warfare, is absolutely real. If you believe in in God and angels in heaven, then you have to believe the rest of the Bible too. The powers of the unseen world will torment you and make you feel alone, apart from God, like there's no one coming to save you. And if you're trying to live for Jesus, they attack even harder. And unfortunately, far too often as believers, we believe their lies. We start to think that we are alone, that we are apart from God, and that no one is coming to save us, and that there is no way out of the darkness. But look at the rest of the verses. It says, All have turned away. All are useless. No one does good. Not one person. Not even on your best days. Our talk is foul. We're liars. We curse. And we're filled with hatred. Destruction and despair always follow us. Nothing ever goes your way. You can't stay out of arguments. You stay in bad relationships. You have no peace. You have no fear of God. For those who turn away from Jesus, that's true, and it's absolutely true for you if you don't truly and unashamedly follow Jesus. Even if you are a good person by the standards of the world, verses 19 through 20 tell us that the law was given to show that the entire world is guilty of this. Going on, it says that no one, not even you or me, can get right with God by simply being a good person. The law exists simply to show you how sinful you really are. To those who follow Jesus, we have hope that that's not how the story ends. Look at verses 21 through 22 talks about how Christ took our punishment. It says, But now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law as it was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. 
We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. So, but God. We see this a couple of times during Paul's letters, and I love it every time, because when God comes onto the scene, everything changes. He has shown us a way to get right with him without fulfilling all of those laws that we keep screwing up each and every day, because again, the law exists to show that we aren't good enough. It gives us a way off of our sinking ship, a way off the deserted island, and a way out of the darkness and a way forward. So what is the way? Look at 22. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. This is true for everyone who believes, no matter who you are, no matter if you're blue or red or black or white or brown or rich or poor, whatever you are, all you have to do is place your faith in Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what you've done. So awesome to me. All you have to do is place your faith in Jesus Christ. The idea that you can come as you are, the idea that you can bring it all to the table, and he will welcome you regardless of any of that. But are you willing to sit down at the table? Are you willing to turn away from the world and dwell in Christ? Really ask yourself that. There's a lot on the line. Count the cost before you begin. Don't be like the builder who begins building only to realize he doesn't have the resources to finish building. That would be stupid, right? Just like last week, we must run with endurance and keep putting one foot in front of the other. Check out verse 24. What does it say? It says, Yet God, with undeserved kindness, declares that we are righteous. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. So God, with undeserved kindness, declares that we are righteous. If you have truly accepted Christ, then he has truly set you free. You are righteous, you have been redeemed, you have been given freedom, and you have been made new. But be careful, because that doesn't mean you're free to go sin as much as you want or keep living the same way just because you're forgiven. It means you're freed from your sins so that you can go and tell others what he has done for you, that you can turn away from all that other crap. Verses 25 through 26. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. For he was looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just, and he declares sinners to be right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life for us, shedding his own blood. So all you have to do is believe. Jesus died for all of us. Me, you, your family, your enemies, past people, present peoples, and future peoples. All of us, no matter who you are. He, he declares sinners to be right in his sight when they believe in him. When we believe in Jesus, we are reconciled completely. Whatever you've done in the past doesn't matter anymore. You're set free from it. That's pretty cool, right? But Paul continues on, verses 27 through 28. Can we boast then that we've done anything to be accepted by God? No. Because our acquittal is not based on obeying the law, it is based on faith. So we were made right with God through faith and not by obeying the law. So this is a big idea. We cannot boast in our own salvation. It is a free gift from God, according to Ephesians 2. He saved us by grace from the moment we believed, and you cannot take credit for this, for it is a free gift from God. We are saved by faith, not by works. There is nothing we can do. You can't work your way to heaven. But through faith, you'll do works. There's an important distinction in verse 31. He says, well then, if we emphasize faith, does this mean that we can forget about the law? Of course not. In fact, only when we have faith do we truly fulfill the law. So we just talked about this a second ago. Just because we're saved by grace through faith does not mean that we're free to go out and live just like we used to, like nothing happened. For when we have true faith, we are obeying the law. That's not to say that we don't have struggles or hardships still, or if, if anything, you'll have them more. Being a follower of Jesus is not easy. 
no one ever said it would be, but when we have faith and endure these hardships, we don't fight those battles alone. We have the author of life on our side. We have a community of believers. We have Jesus, the Lord of the heaven's armies on our side. So whom shall I fear? Paul hits on this, the idea that there is peace in Jesus. Look at chapter 5, verses 1 through 2. It says, Therefore, since we've been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. So because of our faith, we have faith, we have peace with God. Peace that is unlike anything else. Nothing, nothing that this world has to offer can meet it. And we also have joy, which is far different than any happiness temporary happiness this world can offer you. He has brought us into his kingdom. We are forever set apart. Look at verse 3. It says we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. We can rejoice in trials. We just said it will never be easy, so inherently there will be trials. They help us, in, But they help us develop endurance. Where have we heard this before? It sounds familiar, right? John 16, 33. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. First Peter 1, 6-7. So be truly glad there is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials. For a little while, these trials will show that your faith is genuine and is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and honor, glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. And then again, Hebrews 12, 1. Talked about this last week. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run the race with endurance that God has set before us. And at the end, we receive the crown of life for all. And we see this same idea throughout Scripture. Paul gives us a reason to run with endurance in verses 4 through 5. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. So these trials are not meaningless. They develop strength of character when you continue to put one foot in front of the other, and that gives us confident hope and salvation. First of all, do you have endurance? What about strong character, conviction, a desire to grow in God, peace in Christ? As believers, we are given confident hope of salvation in Jesus through faith. That changes everything. We don't approach things how the world does. And he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Is your heart filled with the love of Christ? Or are you merciless and hateful? Big question to think on, right? Since we are no longer bound by sin's curse, we are united in Christ, and there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. No trial that you go through, nothing. Because we fight our battles differently than the rest of the world. We do it on our hands and knees, by reading scripture, by talking to God, by clinging to Him, regardless of the cost. Look at Romans 8, 35-39. It says, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? I think we ask ourselves that question a lot. And I think in the midst of the darkness, we probably look at that too. And when you're in the middle of the storm, you know, God, why have you forsaken me? 
So can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean that he no longer loves us? If we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death. As the scriptures say, for your sake we are being killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. So can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? No. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. Let's read that again. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. So despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ. He loves us. How wonderful is that nothing can separate you from his love either. Neither death nor life, angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate you from his love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Nothing in all creation can separate you from the love of God that is found in Christ Jesus our Lord. Take solace in that fact and never forget it. And draw near to him and he will draw near to you. Even in the midst of the storm, he will run to you. All you have to do is keep your eyes on Jesus. Live as children of light. There is overwhelming peace and joy found in following Christ. So be bold, be steadfast, be unashamed, and go tell others what he has done in your life. And until next time, I hope you look for opportunities to share the gospel. I hope you take them, and I hope you have the peace that is found in following Christ. Thanks, y'all. See you soon.